Are you tired of feeling overworked, overcommitted, and overwhelmed? I want to talk to you today about how to take back your time and feel more balanced in your life. You know, the key to feeling more balanced actually isn't doing more. It's something that I've discovered in my journey, basically of my entire adult life, of feeling overworked and overcommitted and at times overwhelmed. You see, I don't know about you, but for me, I think it's just kind of how I'm wired. Um, I, I'm a type A firstborn and, um, yeah, I just, I always have this sense of just wanting and needing to do more. And, um, I say evidence A for all of this is my to-do lists. Like I'm obsessed with to-do lists. I don't go anywhere unless I have my to-do list. And, um, I love that feeling that you get when you cross something off the to-do list. You know, a little dopamine hit. It's great. In fact, and and maybe you're guilty of this too, but I've actually had times where something hasn't been on my to-do list that I've accomplished and I've written it on there just so I could cross it off. You know, um, this past year, I would say, has been one of the most difficult for me in terms of just feeling overworked and overcommitted and overwhelmed. I don't know if it's because we're hopefully moving into our new space later on this year or, or what it is, but... But man, I have been waking up way too many times before my alarm clock. And I'm not talking about a couple of minutes. I'm talking about a couple of hours before my alarm clock. And my mind is racing. I'm already thinking about all the things that I need to do today. I'm thinking about what's not on my to-do list that should be. And um, I don't know if, if you ever have this feeling like you're, you wake up and one of the first thoughts that you have in your day is, oh my goodness, I'm already behind. Or no matter what I do today, I'm never going to get it all done. Or maybe that's not your struggle, but maybe you struggle with something that that I often do, which is you have a number of important things that you want to accomplish in your day. But, you know, the phone sends you a notification and you dive into your email and you have a meeting or two and the phone's ringing. And the next thing you know, you went all the way through the day. And you accomplished a whole bunch of stuff, but those few important things that you really wanted to accomplish, you find you didn't accomplish any of those things. When that happens, that leads us to a place where we feel completely out of balance. Now, I want to talk about why is that? Why, why is it that, that maybe you, like me, have this tendency to overwork and overcommit and, and get overwhelmed? Why do we do that? to ourselves. Well, author Christy Wright in her book, Take Back Your Time, which yes, is unapologetically also the title of this sermon. um, She talks about five time stealers. And uh, I want you to take a look at this list really quick because all of these needs that you see aren't inherently bad, right? I mean, the need to be loved, the need to impress others, to prove yourself, to feel accomplished, and even at times that need to escape. Those things aren't bad, but they can lead us, if we push into them for the wrong reasons, they they can lead us to unhealthy habits and patterns and behaviors. So as you look at that list, I'm not sure which of those needs for you cause you to be out of balance, but for me, it's definitely number one. That need to be loved, oftentimes it causes me to work harder and longer than I really should. It causes me to commit to things that I really have no business committing to. And and ultimately, 
Um, it's not good for me. I'm curious, how about you? As you look at that list, take a minute to think about which of those things causes you to be out of balance. You know what's fascinating to me? We never see Jesus out of balance. Like, despite all the demands on his schedule, despite all the people around him, Jesus is never rushed, he's never stressed, and he's always fully present in every moment. What is the, what's the key to Jesus finding this balance? Well, we find it actually as we read through the very first gospel, the very first chapter, Mark chapter one, we get this incredible insight to how Jesus does it. Jesus is in the town of Capernaum and he has just healed Simon Peter's mother-in-law. Simon Peter was one of the 12 disciples and I guess small town. Everybody hears about this miracle. And so it says that the entire town is gathered at the door. And we don't know how late into the night, but but Jesus is healing all kinds of people. And then at some point, we figure that he finally went to bed because it says in Mark 1, 35, that very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place. I mean, imagine for a second. I mean, you think you're busy. (laughs) The only way that Jesus is able to have any time alone is if he gets up very early before any daylight. And it's not even he can be in that house. He's got to go somewhere off and hide to get a little bit of solitude. And it says he went off and there he prayed. Then verse 36, it says that Simon, Simon Peter and his companions went to look for Jesus. Imagine that. The disciples are actually stalking Jesus. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's still dark. Maybe it's just been daybreak. And they're they're after Jesus. They're not giving him a moment to rest. And it says in verse 37, when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you, Jesus. Man. Check out Jesus' response. Verse 38. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else. Can you imagine the disciples like, wait, wait, what? Did he just say, we're going to go somewhere else? (laughs) Can't be right. He says, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I've come. I imagine the disciples going, wait, wait, no, Jesus, you can't do that. I mean, do you know how many people are already lined up again this morning? I mean, there's people to be healed. There's marriages to be saved. There's there's all kinds of needs out there. Like, you can't go anywhere else. We promised that you'd be back. We'd come and find you. And Jesus says, nope, nope, got to go somewhere else. There's other towns. That's why I've come is to spread this amazing message to the world. Now, This is why this is so incredibly important. I want you to realize what Jesus is doing here. Jesus says no. I mean, you got to understand, these are really important needs. There's some really good things that Jesus could be doing in Capernaum. And Jesus says, no, got to go. For you, you may think that in your life, when, when you have opportunities to do good things, that, 
obviously God wants you to say yes. And maybe you even feel guilt over a time when you really feel like God wanted you to do something and you just didn't do it. But here we see Jesus saying no to some really good things. You see, sometimes you got to say no to a good thing to say yes to a God thing. Let me say that again, just in case you missed it. Sometimes you got to say no to a good thing to say yes to a God thing. Because the reality is, for Jesus, in order for him to find balance, it wasn't about doing more. Balance was about doing what was most important. You see, balance, it's not about just doing more stuff. It's That's productivity. Okay, it's not about getting up earlier, staying up later, just doing more. Balance is actually about doing what's most important. So if this glass represents one day in your life, then these rocks here represent the most important things that you're going to do in that day. And all of these pebbles represent all the other things that you're going to do in the day or all the different things that are just going to kind of happen through the course of your day. Now, what we know about all the other stuff in life is that it just kind of comes at us, doesn't it? I mean, whether we want it to or not, it just does. I mean, our phone starts going, emails come in, you just, you got all sorts of things happening. Now, more than ever in our history, if we're not intentional, what ends up happening is that our day gets filled up and it's not necessarily filled with bad things. There can be a lot of good things that happen in our day, but what has happened here if we're not intentional? We haven't done the most important things in our day, right? This is a picture of life out of balance. You can be really productive. You can have accomplished a lot of stuff and yet not be in balance. Now, what if instead we put all these little rocks back into the jar. Oh yeah, making a mess. And what if instead we start our day by focusing on what's most important, those big rocks that you have to move. Then as the rest of your day, all the other stuff is happening in your day. What you're going to find is that A lot of other stuff is still getting done. But what happens is that because you've done the most important things, there's a lot of lesser important things that didn't happen. And that's okay. Because what you've actually achieved here is balance. When you can do the most important things in your day and let the other things fall into place, what you'll find is then you'll you'll have peace. You won't be as stressed. You'll be fully present in the moment. And life is just better. My name is Paulina, and this is my story. My story starts from the very beginning. I grew up in a Christian household. I grew up knowing God. I grew up knowing that Jesus was Savior, but I never really knew what real faith was. An incident happened, a pretty traumatic incident happened to me in high school, and that completely changed 
my perception of romantic relationships forever. Um, and that in turn changed my perception of myself, my self-worth, my dignity, or at the time I thought lack thereof. And so I entered a series of abusive relationships, of meaningless relationships, and for about 12 years of my life, it was constant. This need for a man, for a relationship, to fill this void that I thought could never be filled. I thought I was gonna have to live the rest of my life feeling that nothing could ever restore what was lost. Then it happened. I was in a relationship, a really good one at the, at the time, until it wasn't. And like I said, Jesus wasn't my savior. Whoever I was in a relationship with was my savior. So this man was my savior. And we entered a pretty difficult time in that relationship, which catapulted me into a dark pit of depression. And in that dark pit, I thought there was no point. I even remember at one point sitting on the floor, having not eaten anything, having not talked to anyone for days, thinking, what's the point? And even though no one could hear me, guess who could hear me? God. The pivot moment in my life was actually the darkness, <laughs> which is funny to say because Many times we look at these very difficult times in our life and we're, we don't even want to think about it, right? But I can look back at that depression and that pit that I was in and I can now say, you know what, I'm thankful that that happened because if it wasn't for that being, feeling like I'm at the bottom of a hole, feeling like I'm at the bottom of a pit, I wouldn't have looked up to God. And allowing God to lead me and that's really what he did, allowing God to lead me to the church that he wanted me to go to. And he wanted me to go to Grace Community Church. And then Stacy inviting me to women's study on Tuesdays. And then going, making the decision actively to go every Tuesday. And then entering into a mentorship, a one-on-one -on -one mentorship. So all of these things, God was leading the way and allowing him to do that. But it all started because of that one moment when I looked up and said, I can't do this. Only you can to show me. God's already told me that I am loved. That is why I can stand before you now. And I can tell you how I used to live because that no longer defines who I am. What defines who I am now is that I am a believer and I am a daughter of God. Man, that is amazing. Paulina went from finding her worth in another human relationship to finding her worth in the unconditional love of God. You know, maybe right now, you feel like no matter what you do, no matter where you go, you're never enough. Maybe you've been trying to get your needs met in all different kinds of places, trying to fill that void that Paulina was talking about. What I want to tell you is God wants to fill that void in your life. I got to tell you, God loves you. In fact, God loves you so much. He's crazy about you. 
He loves you so much that he came to this earth, took on human flesh in the person of Jesus Christ, and he laid down his life for you. That's how much he loves you. You are more than enough. You don't have to work any harder. You don't have to commit to anything else. You are loved by God just as you are. Now, I want to just give you a minute right now to stop whatever you're doing. So whatever it is, just go ahead and stop for a second, okay? And I want you to sit down and I want you to open up your hands. You can lay them on your lap or lay them on the table in front of you. And I just want you to have your hands open as a posture of need and a posture of receiving from God. And I want you to allow this song just to wash over you, to to pour into you, to, to fill that void in you. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You have been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. You have been so, so kind to me. I'm found leaves at 99 I couldn't earn it I don't deserve it Still you give yourself away Oh, the overwhelming Never-ending Reckless love of God your fall, still your love far from me. You have been so, so good to me. When I felt no worth, you paid it all. Serve it, still you give your 
It's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. Those mornings when I wake up before my alarm clock and I'm, I'm already stressed out and thinking about all this stuff that I have to do. Well, the mornings when I don't just run right to my email or when run right to my to-do list, but instead I can actually take the first few minutes and I can just come to God in prayer. Do you know how much better my day is? I mean, you, you know this, right? You've, you've experienced this yourself. Um, when I, when I'm able to just sit with God and I'm able to be reminded of the most important things and that I'm more than enough for God. I want you to imagine with me for a second that your life is perfectly balanced. Like not that you're getting everything done in your life, but all the important things are falling into place. Your work life, your school life, your relationship life, like Life in all areas is balanced and it's good. God wants that for you. And I want to give you one verse that if you commit this verse to memory, this is the key to finding balance. It comes from something that Jesus said in the gospel of Matthew, chapter six, verse 33. He's teaching about worry and he says, you know, don't worry about all these different things. He says, but instead seek first his kingdom, and his righteousness. He says, seek God first. And all these things will be given to you as well. Jesus is saying, if you want balance, just do the thing that is most important and everything else will fall into place. 
Let me pray for you. God, we definitely need your help. God, we, we long to have that balance that Jesus, you so easily employed when you walked this earth. Please help us to do the most important things in this life and then just trust you enough to let everything else fall into place. In Christ's name, amen.